The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And finally, make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and all of our free podcasts. You are listening to your season wrap-up here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter, at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. Also follow the Twitter account for BetMUFC. It's at BetMUFC. That's at BetMUFC. Man United being linked to a number of players at the moment. I'll be talking about it mainly on that account when we do actually make our first signing. That's the reason why I have delayed the latest episode of BetMUFC because we had been rumoured to be doing something in the next few days, but nothing has come to fruition. So I have delayed that next episode of BetMUFC until Monday. So that will definitely be coming out on Monday regardless of whether we do anything by then or not. Also, finally, follow the Twitter account for LockBetting.com. It is at LockBetting.com. That's at LockBetting.com. So LockBetting.com without the dot. That is my premium pay service that has delivered 108 months in a row of transparent track profit. And we are well on the way to month number 109. The Nations League was sticky for us, but we have recovered from that. And we have done amazingly well, particularly in tennis, which brings me to Wimbledon. We will be uploading a Wimbledon preview on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, looking at the Wimbledon futures markets. But if you want to get all of my official plays, you get those over at lockbetting.com. And for a temporary period, you can get all of the Wimbledon plays by purchasing a soccer package. The soccer package is half the price of the full package. Because soccer members haven't had a lot of content specifically this month, I am giving them the Wimbledon futures for the price of the soccer package. And you'll also get the first four days plays. So you'll get all of the futures and you'll get plays all the way up to July the 1st. Then you'll have to renew again to the top package. So this is an incredible deal. We absolutely smash out the futures. We just smashed out the futures with the French Open at Roland Garros. So we're looking to do that again. If you want to get involved, head over to lockbetting.com. If you want to do your research, look at the pinned tweet at the lockbetting.com Twitter account. That is always the previous month's PL. So at the moment, you can check out the month of May. If you want to do your research on other months, go down to the bottom of that PL. You'll see little tags. They say things like tennis, NBA, soccer. One of the tags says PL. Click that and you'll be able to see all of the other previous PLs. Have a look at the type of plays that we do. Have a look at the sports that we bet on. And most importantly, look at the members' comments at the bottom, verifying the fact we have delivered 108 months 
in a row of transparent track profit. 108 means that for nine years, we haven't had a single losing month in sports betting. And as I said, because of our tennis, we are well on the way to month number 109. So you would honestly be crazy to miss out on this offer to get yourselves the Wimbledon futures and the first four days of plays under the soccer package over at lockbetting.com. So moving on with this wrap-up show here for Scamessa Italia. The Serie A season was very, very good for us at the start of the season, especially for our locks. We were on fire at the beginning. We had an 18-5 and lock record at one point. In the end, we ended up with a record of 30-15, and which is quite disappointing for me, especially as we ended up going just 12-10 and with our last 22 locks. I think that's the worst run I've had since I've started on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. So it did get tough towards the end. There were some very, very unexpected results. We had significant dips from, from Inter Milan. When teams looked like they were going to get right, they didn't. We saw Juventus do that through the season. We saw Atalanta do that through the season. So it was a tough, tough season in Serie A. So it's not really surprising when you look at the overall picture that we ended up with such a surprising winner. I think even for AC Milan going into this season... Their primary goal would have been to qualify for the Champions League. I don't think in their wildest of dreams were they thinking that they could have actually won the Serie A title at the start of the season. This team were quoted somewhere between 8-1 to one and 10-1 to one to win the title. And they were as big as 5-2 to two just to make it into the top four with the likes of Juventus, Inter Milan and Atalanta seen as the three favourites, the teams that would absolutely challenge for the league and would at the very least make it into the top four. It was only Atalanta that ended up finishing short, but for a while it looked like Juventus were going to struggle to finish in the top four themselves. They were the favourites to win the league going into the season off the back of Inter Milan winning it last season, but Inter Milan ended up losing several key players, including Romelu Lukaku, who went to Chelsea. Uh, Hakimi ended up going to Paris Saint-Germain. So they were not seen as the as the favourites to repeat. Juventus were installed as the favourites with Massimo Allegri coming in for another spell at Juve, but they underperformed. Inter Milan, they were very, very consistent at the start of the season. They had a small dip and then finished the season strong again, but that wasn't enough to catch AC Milan. AC Milan had a strong start they had a minor dip and they had an incredible finish where even though they were ahead of Inter Milan, the running significantly favoured Inter to the point where even sitting in second place, they were still considered around about the minus two, between minus 250 and minus 300 favourites to win the league. But on a week to week basis, Milan just kept on winning and kept on winning and kept on winning. And in the end, AC Milan are the Serie A champions. And this is nice to see because Milan are one of those teams, they've got a history, they've won the European Cup a lot. We always remember the Milan team from the 80s and from the 90s, also the Milan team from the mid-2000s, the one team that lost the Champions League final to Liverpool after being three up and then a team that got revenge by by beating Liverpool 2-1. These were strong teams, but they came under financial difficulty. They came under very, very controversial ownership, which led to Milan... 
drifting away as an Italian superpower and certainly drifting away as a European superpower. They were a team that were just trying to just get back into Europe at one point. And then obviously this season we saw them return to the Champions League. And for them to win it, it is a very, very nice story. It was a a story that I was pushing for towards the end, obviously being a fan of of Zlatan Ibrahimovic and just being a fan of the club. Growing up um, and being the age that I'm at, being in my late 30s, I remember who Milan were with the likes of uh, Baresi and Van Basten and Hullet and and Donadoni and and Maldini. And um, to see them getting back there and to see them lifting the trophy was a very, very good story. It was a very, very good fairy tale story. I think another story that would have been equal to that, another fairy tale story would have been Napoli winning the league this season, coming a year after the death of uh, Diego Maradona. They came close. They were surprise challenges as well, along with Inter Milan and AC Milan. I think it was a big surprise that Juve didn't challenge at all, even though they had a poor start. Once they got things together, they did claw themselves back in. They had a really, really decent run um, just coming off the Christmas period. But in the end, they ended up falling short. I think the key game for them was the home defeat against Inter Milan. Whereas the the key result for Inter Milan after getting that result against Juve and looking like that they were going to kick on was the shocking loss away to Bologna on April the 27th. At this point in time, Inter Milan were considered the 1-3 minus 300 favourites to win the league, despite the fact they were trailing AC Milan. But they were trailing AC Milan with a game in hand and with AC Milan having a much, much more difficult running. From this point, all Inter Milan had to do was win their remaining games and they had this game in hand away to Bologna and they were expected to win. Bologna were a team that weren't playing for any reason. They weren't trying to get into a European position. They were already safe from relegation. So it was an ideal running. They had a few of these games. They had to travel to Bologna. They had to travel to Udinese. They had to play against Empoli, who were a both teams to score cashing machine throughout the season. It was very much worth blindly backing both teams to score with over two and a half goals for Empoli games, particularly towards the start of the season. But we're getting off track here because we're talking about this this run in that Inter had. Um, and as I was saying, Empoli at home, which incidentally was was another game that cashed over two and a half goals in both teams to score because Inter won it 4-2. The same scoreline which they, they won the Coppa Italia the following week. Uh, they then had to travel to Cagliari, which they did win and finished up the season at home to Sampdoria. So it was a very, very easy schedule and they navigated all of it, except they did lose that game to Bologna. That moved the odds from around about minus 300 to minus 350 um, down to minus 200, maybe around about minus 170 best price in some places, but they were still considered to be the favourites. It was still believed that AC Milan would drop points in this running, but it turned out not to be the case. It turned out that that was absolutely the key game that ended up deciding the the title. And fair play to, to AC Milan land for for winning the league fair play for them for, for getting those results it was a very very strong finish to the season by them and I think it's fair to say that throughout the season, the Italian title race was the most intriguing title race of the season because we had three teams involved in it. At one point, in fact, because Juve were on such a good run, we had four teams involved in it. In the end, the final day certainly wasn't as exciting as the EPL. But I think throughout the season, it was fascinating to see that we did have a genuine title race that was running throughout the season. We had multiple teams involved and it was always going to the last day and it did go to the last 
last day. Yes, it lacked the drama of um, of the EPL season, but at one point with that EPL season, it looked like Manchester City were going to win it very, very early on, and Liverpool did very, very well to claw them back and give us a title race. So in the end, I think the EPL won out for excitement, but I certainly think the two leagues that we cover here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast were the best two leagues in Europe. If you look at how easily Bayern Munich won the league, if you look at how easily Paris win it every single year, we didn't get a title race in Spain this year. Real Madrid were convincing winners. These were the best two title races and Italy was certainly exciting throughout the season, especially with um, with AC Milan not being the favourites to win it going into the running. In fact, with just three games to go, they still believe that Inter Milan were the, were the marginal favourites. With just three games to go in this running, Inter Milan was still priced up as the narrow 5-6 to six minus 120 favourites with AC Milan at even money plus 100. So even though in the end they did win it comfortably because they did what they needed to do on the final day, even till three games left, AC Milan was seen as an underdog and a significant underdog six games out when Inter still had the game in hand to play. Going into next season, it's very, very tight in terms of who the bookies fancy to win it. Inter Milan, for me, are the rightful favourites. They're priced up at 15 to 8. Then after them, we have Juventus at 2 to 1. I think that's pretty short for Juve. They are really going to need to see a Fiorentino version of Dusan Vlajevic. This was a key signing in the January window with Fiorentina selling Dusan Vlajevic to Juventus. And I would think it's fair to say that the move hasn't quite worked out yet. He certainly hasn't been the replacement for Cristiano Ronaldo. At the start of the season, that was a big, big problem for, for Juve. They were looking to get their goals through the likes of Morata. Morata isn't Ronaldo. That's a lot of goals you've lost in your team by, by selling uh, Cristiano Ronaldo to Manchester United. And then you tried to replace him with uh, Dusan Vlajevic and that didn't work either. So if it does work, Juve will be genuine contenders. But this is a still this is still a team that relies heavily on old Italian defenders. This is an aging team who have just lost Pablo Dybala on a free. So it'll be interesting to see what business Juve do in this transfer window. Because for me, I don't have them that close to Inter Milan. It's interesting to see the current champions AC Milan at five to two again. I think that's very, very short. I think AC Milan did phenomenal last season just to get into the top four, let alone to, let alone win it. To win it as around about an eight to one underdog, I think says it all for AC Milan. And for them to be five to two here, I think that's very short once again. After that, you have Napoli at 12 to one, Roma at 20 to one, Atalanta at 25 to one and Lazio at 50 to one. I think the price on Atalanta is huge. This is an Atalanta team that still have a lot of the players there that were supposed to challenge for the title, but obviously they had a hugely disappointing season. But... This isn't like the EPL where there's a massive gap between Manchester City and Liverpool and the rest are trying to catch up. This is Serie A and Atalanta last season were the third favourites to win the title. They were expected to mount a genuine challenge and obviously a lot of these players head drops and they underperformed throughout the rest of the season and in the end they finished outside of the European places. I think that's going to be an advantage. They don't have that Thursday-Sunday dichotomy of being in the Europa Conference League or the Europa League or even playing on Tuesdays or Wednesdays in the Champions League. They don't have any European football. They have 38 league fixtures to focus on and the, the cup. 
So for Atalanta, this is a huge advantage. And to have them here at such a big price for me, I think they are a significant dark horse to watch out for next season. I think I like them a lot better than the, the few teams in front of them, the likes of Roma, Napoli and AC Milan. The jury still remains out on Juve. It's going to depend on what business they do in this window. But for me, I cannot see outside of Inter Milan. And I think Inter Milan here at the price of 15 to 8 is very, very generous, especially when you consider the fact that one of the key players that guided him to the title the season before was Romelu Lukaku. And I think it goes without saying, during key moments of the season, they did miss that game-changing element that, that Kaku delivered. I think they also missed Antonio Conte. But in saying that, I thought Simone Inzaghi overachieved last season. I thought Inzaghi had a really, really good season as the Inter Milan manager, finishing second in the league, just not being able to catch a Milan team that were inspired in the end. And of course, winning the, um, the Coppa Italia as well. It's also worth noting that they gave Liverpool a pretty decent game in the Champions League, only losing 2-1 in aggregate and winning away at Anfield as well. So um, I think Inter Milan will end up winning the league. I think Lukaku's going to be key. Um, if they can keep hold of the likes of Bastoni at the back, they're not a team that have an age in defence. I think Bastoni and Skriniar are two of the best and youngest defenders in world football. You have a great holding midfielder there in, in Nicola Barella. So this is a quality, quality team who can get better in the summer. I think with Romelu Lukaku coming back from Chelsea, going back to the team that he wants to play for, I think that's going to be a good move for him. I think it's going to be a good move for Inter. And to be honest with you, I can't see past this team winning the league next season. I do think they're going to get this Serie A trophy back. I don't think Juve are going to do good enough business in the summer to compete. I'm not sure Allegri's the right man for the job either. I'm not sure it works to go back. But it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting once again. The market tells you it's going to be interesting. When you have one team at 15 to 8, one team at 2 to 1, and one team at 5 to 2, split so marginally to win the title, that almost guarantees you an interesting title race. Looking at the top four, Four. Um, it's the foregone conclusion to the bookies that Inter Milan and Juve are going to be in this top four. Inter at one to six, Juve two to nine, and AC Milan at one to four. Again, I think that's a little bit short. Napoli there at six to five with Jose Marino's Roma at 13 to eight, and Atalanta at five to two to get back into this top four. As I said, as I reiterate, when I spoke, from, spoke about them being dark horses for the title, this is a team who are going to play a 38-game season. They are not going to be going across to Europe. They're not going to be playing in the um, in the Europa League or the Europa, Cha Europa Conference League, sorry, or the Champions League. They're not going to be doing any of that. Every team are going to be disrupted by the World Cup. But who's going to be disrupted the most? The team that have the most international players that are playing in that World Cup. I don't think Atalanta have too many. So, Overall, this is going to be a season that benefits Atalanta and I think they are a huge price for the league and a huge price to finish in the top four here and you can get them at around about five to two. Underneath them, you've got Lazio five to one and Fiorentina at eight to one as well. So another interesting season ahead. This one certainly was. Um, we did well. We were able to ride trends with, with certain teams, especially teams that were full of goals, the likes of Sassuolo and Empoli. They were always fun for goals. We were able to get on those trends. We were able to make money and hopefully going into next season, we will find the trends early and hit them and, and have a better year with the locks because as I said, I'm disappointed with 30 and 15. I understand that that is 67%. That makes for a, a pretty decent year overall. 
But we're looking to do more than decent here. We've set the standards high, so we'll certainly be looking to improve on that. We'll be looking to have another 18 and 5 start and then not having that 12 and 10 finish to the season. So, Jack, obviously, um, it goes without saying from what I've just said there, it confirms that Scamessa Italia will be back next season. Some people were, were pushing to have the, the Bundes Bundesliga show back. We're not going to have any kind of vote on that again. Uh, we don't want to be changing the, the domestic European league that we cover every season. If you want to get additional content from me where I do cover those leagues, you know that it's all available from me over at lockbetting.com. But here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast, we will be retaining the EPL show, the Champions League and Scamessa Italia as well. That's it for me and this season wrap up. Good luck with all of your bets as always, guys. And thanks for listening.